Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys today. It's with my friend Radhika, and a quick story on what's possible and what's available to you when you travel the world and open up to meeting new people. Me and Radhika met in Barcelona at an underground jazz bar. I was actually in Barcelona, and that night I was meeting up with a friend that I had met three years prior, three years before on a solo backpacking trip in 2015. And while I was meeting up with her, reconnecting with her, I met Radhika and we stayed in contact. And eventually I was like, I want to interview you for my podcast. You're awesome. You're a badass. And let's do it. Let's share this awesome conversation. Honestly, the conversation between us was just so good that I told her, we got to share this. This episode is brought to you by Impact Bars. Impact Bars is my favorite energy and protein bar. It's prebiotic and probiotic. It has so many yummy things. And what's cool about Impact Bars is they're all about empowering and impacting communities, families, homes, businesses, and they work with nonprofit organizations to empower young women and girls. How freaking cool is that? So I'm super excited um, to share this with you and for you guys to hear all about another girl that is traveling the world, making an impact, and working in tech. Everybody, this is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You podcast. And today we have Radhika Mitra, and she's here with us today, and is going to be talking about really the lifestyle and what it means to be traveling for work and how that merges together. So, Radhika, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kelsey. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and. And I know you're in the tech industry as a young female. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm Radhika, and I have been working for as long as I can remember in the tech field. Um, I always enjoyed technology growing up. I studied computer science and then eventually did my business administration. So combining both the business and tech has always been a passion of mine. And right now I've been making a a path in cybersecurity, high-tech data centers, and all the technologies that's really revolving around enabling everybody to share their data, access, and analyze the data. But because of that, that really means it's all over the world. It's relevant all over the world. And the technology is growing and evolving in every way and form. And that means that we need to also just as be present in these different parts of the world. And the influence really comes down to certain people that can evangelize and understand the technology and the business. And that's where I've really built my niche and my expertise and my strengths, being able to communicate and evangelize that across the world. And that's really why I am traveling and going to different places, meeting different teams, meeting different customers, and uh, spreading this type of technology that we're seeing growing rapidly all over the world. That is so awesome. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, how did you get started with tech, you know, and be in a powerful position that you are as a female? How did you get started? 
It's a funny story because my parents were always in technology. I've seen them uh, always be very hands-on and uh, know everything. And all of our lives uh, growing up, me and my sister was about technology, about understanding technology because my dad did it as a hobby as well as his career. So we were trying to stay as far away from it. <laughs> but, you know, even, even if we were, we were uh, you know, trying to stay away, it, 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 it was part of our lives. And I really quickly realized the relevance of it as I grew up. When I was interested in certain hobbies or certain specific uh, areas of causes or, um, you know, interests that I had, it always involved and came back to technology to make a, a transformation or any type of real change happen um, at a fast pace that affected uh, people all over the world. And I, I realized this um, during my high school time frame, and, and that really helped me make a decision on what I want to study in, in college. While exploring this, I interned at various different small, small startups, and uh, even I, I volunteered here at um, you know electronic manufacturing companies, they would build these circuit boards, and I got really really interested in understanding how that works. And ultimately, I found my way to the same path of technology. But uh, um, I found my niche really starting to work in companies. Um, I knew that I wasn't really cut out from the cloth of just following directions. I couldn't really just sit behind desks and just <laughs> code all day. I was, um, I was really interested in people and understanding the business, which ultimately made me go and do my uh, business education and management education. And that helped me combine technology and business together, which I, I think is really, really exciting because I meet so many people um, you know, in my journey that, that really share one of the interests, either technology or business. But if there's a way we can combine them and communicate that interest together, it's so powerful. And that's how I ended up here in high tech. And high tech is something I'm very, very passionate about simply because it's part of our daily lives. Every time we pick up our phone, utilize any applications, uh, we're sharing data content for, from our friends and families to our you know, coworkers, we're always relying on the fact that our technology actually works and high tech, high tech really serves that area of business. And, um, luckily I found my way to a point where cybersecurity and all of this is very relevant. Um, and being able to interact at a, at a global level on, on this technology has been very exciting. Mm. Wow. Do you ever get like overwhelmed or like bogged down, like being too connected with technology, like needing to just kind of like reconnect with the earth because it's such a, uh, it's something that you can, you can't really see it or feel it. It's just something that exists and is there. Yeah, you're very right. I, I battle with that a lot. And I think I've come to a, a, a consensus that, you know, we have to be able to balance best of both worlds. I like anything in life. If you have too much of it, it can, it can be, um, not so positive, but with technology, it's understanding where you really, what do you want to use? What do you, what is your real incentive or motivation to use it for, um, your purposes? For example, technology could be extremely useful for getting connected and spreading your, your values or business ideas or specific thing that you're really uh, in, interested in doing with the rest of the world. However, it can also take over uh, a lot of your energy 
energy and feel overwhelming when it comes to uh, the social following, for example. Right now, social media and social uh, validation has been a big part of the technology push. And that may not add tremendous value to your life. So it's, it's, it's being able to really distinguish what your motivations are um, and how to also be able to let go and not be completely dependent on it. Because there was a point in time where we didn't have this and we used to have our lives be be beautiful and great. And now when we have this, we're constantly comparing and thinking that now this is how our life is supposed to be. But you really get to dictate that. You get to decide where you want uh, specific parts of your life to be um, utilized. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And you speak on that a lot. It. Yeah, you speak on that a lot about um, how we get to choose what we want our life to look like. We get to choose what we want to let into our life. Uh, and I really, I really like those messages. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I definitely think people have so much power and so much potential. Sometimes we get distracted, and I think technology is one form that either can add a lot of focus and uh, direction to your to your path, or it can even take away from that. It just this simply depends on you know when you wake up in the morning, you decide how you're going to spend that day or what are you going to do? It's the same thing with technology. I think we have to really decide how we want to use it. Are you going to go to dinner and take photos of all your of all your meals? Or are you going to really enjoy and uh, spend time talking to the person across you? You know, it's, it's that connection, that choice we decide to make every single time um, we pick up our phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like how much we want to dive into it. That's something that I'm super cautious about because everyone that, that is listening to this, that knows me, they know I love Instagram, but I also have to be pretty clear with my boundaries. If I'm like, Hey, I have stuff that I need to get done. I have to verbally like (laughs) say out loud, like, I'm not going to look at Instagram for the next hour, you know, because I do find so much joy in it until I realize it's taking away from my productivity or taking away from other things that I'm getting absorbed into it, you know, and, and not having that balance. So it's a constant conscious effort. Um, Absolutely. And, and especially like with traveling, when we're disconnected, where we actually can't use our phones, it's such a refreshment, like or it's so refreshing. And for you, you travel a lot. So kind of tell us, you know, what an average like month looks like for you. You kind of told me when we met, um, so yeah, how, how often do you actually travel for work? Yeah, I travel a lot. This has been some one of the greatest um, you know aspects of 2018 for me is I've never traveled the, uh, this much ever in my life than I, that, that I'm doing right now. And it's been very positive. Of course, traveling has its challenges, but I'm traveling about 80% to 90% per month. So that means I'm staying home less than a week, uh, spending less than a week at home or even... Um, just a day at home for the weekend. But that imposes discipline. You have to be balanced and you have to really, really take care of yourself to be able to constantly be able to give every single time you're going to different places. And for me, the purpose of my travel has been mainly for work. While I do try to really be uh, uh, preaching the whole uh, work hard, play hard, I try to... um, I try to be focused and when I am working, I want to give it hundred percent despite how much travel can be exhausting. Mm. So there's two things I would, I would, I definitely want to highlight. I think traveling is extremely glamorous when we see it through the lens of Instagram and, you know, our social profiles of all these beautiful places people are going, but that's not reality. And I want to really stress on that because a lot of people look at these, uh, you know, situations or images and think that that's, 
traveling, but traveling, especially if you're traveling alone, you have to really discipline yourself. You have to keep the same uh, type of healthy lifestyle that you probably would have when you're staying at home. And being able to keep up with that is definitely a very, is committed to discipline. And mm. I had a challenge with that at first because I would have all these amazing restaurants. I would have all these amazing places I wanted to explore. I would have all these different hours, you know, I mean, you're always traveling to different time zones. So you have to be able to take rest and be able to recuperate and still be uh, refreshed the next morning when you're presenting in front of a group of people. So that number one was, was one of the biggest challenges. And when I came through with that and understood that I really got to take a step back and evaluate, you know, what, what is my <laughs> meals going to look like? What are, where am I going to really spend my time at? That made a tremendous difference in my life. And the second is to really play, play hard. I think that if you're, if you're traveling, you should, you should enjoy yourself. You should get outside your comfort zone, meet new people. And I uh, have to tell you, Chelsea, that has been probably the highlight of, of my year so far traveling because I met so many amazing people. I mean, met you through that. You know, I was in Barcelona. We were in Barcelona, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> at a, at a, at a, like a literally it was a basement jazz club. And like we're right. standing next to each other and just started talking. Like I was traveling alone, meeting up. And I was actually there to meet up with someone that I had met three years prior. And we had stayed connected through social media. Like, yay, technology. <laughs> There, yeah, there you go. That's, that was wonderful. Like when I bumped into you, we had an instant connection and that's, that's the amazing part of traveling. You have a much more open, uh, vision. Like you have the ability to keep yourself open simply because you really have no one but yourself, you know, to, uh, to carry you forward. If something goes wrong or something goes right, you want to share that with somebody and it's usually the people around you. So that's, um, that's, that's been one of my best, uh, best things of traveling. Oh, definitely. Has it ever been hard, like to connect with people, like going into, cause I know you travel to Israel a lot, you travel all over. And sometimes the cultural differences are so, um, they're, they're so polar opposite. Have you had mm-hmm. experience like hard time connecting with people in different locations? Well, it is, it is, um, it is sometimes challenging to, you know, get along with every single person you come across, you know, but the ability to even reach out or even start a conversation with, hello, my name is, that is in (laughs) itself, in itself, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's foreign to a lot of people, but if you do it first, I guarantee you people will be more receptive. Also knowing a little bit about the culture where you're going and just you know, doing a little bit of homework and doing some Google research on where you're going, what the culture is like, and knowing those little things can really make you stand out in the crowd. Uh, because a lot of people who uh, know that you're a foreigner and visiting, they don't expect that. They don't expect you to know even the slightest little thing. And they really appreciate it when you do. And that's a great way to connect with someone when you have a similarity between yourself and them. Uh, that's like one number one rule to start, you know, conversation with someone start talking about something that might be a common between you two. So I think that uh, that's how I've overcame that uh, is to really understand the nuances of different cultures and being open to listening. Um, I de- definitely love talking, but I also like have learned to listen more <laughs> during during my travels. Um, and that's that's been that's been an amazing part. That's awesome. Oh, I love hearing about that, especially the listening part. You know, you, we met each other. We're both very high and active energy, like uh, extroverted personalities. You definitely, yeah. You were just all (laughs) smiles. I remember and you were also very musical. Like you, you sing and you, you also play instrument, right? 
I, I don't play an instrument, but I do sing. And singing has always been like a huge part of my life. You know, I used to do stuff in high school and choir and singing, but now it's just like I sing at home, you know, even though I'm not on a stage or anything like that, it still brings so much joy to my life. And I think that's something for professionals and especially women that are, that are going into either having their own business or going into corporate to make sure to have those little things that bring you a lot of joy and hold on to them no matter what context it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you were just, you were very vibrant. When I met you, you were just like very musically inclined. I could see that you were enjoying it. And I think that is such a, uh, it's an attractive quality when you're, when you're out there. If you are really showing a positive energy, I think you bring the right people into your environment. You attract the right people into your environment and connect with amazing people. Yeah. And for a lot of the people that are listening, they're really interested in travel, but a lot of them haven't traveled themselves. Or maybe they have like with a group, um, maybe they're interested in solo travel. And a conversation that has come up a lot with my audience has been about fears um, and the fears that come up with travel. Mm-hmm. You know, have you traveled your whole life with your family or like, was there ever a point where you were nervous or fearful of going to a new place? Sure. I still get nervous when I'm having back-to-back travel, when I'm traveling like four different cities in less than a month, you know? Um, and that to me is uh, is something that only comes better when you experience. Uh, when my parents uh, and, you know, we were younger, my parents would take us to small road trips and we would see different places, but it was never like, you know, uh, crossing continents. Uh, and so when I started traveling, it was mainly from my high school years. I got, I was part of different organizations and they would fly me out. And, you know, at that time, uh, because I was underage, I was under 18, they would have to find my parents with me. And that was very interesting. You know, they got to travel with me for my work that I was doing, but, but I never did a solo until I, you know, I graduated college. I never really did the traveling abroad programs. I never did any of the different um, study study out of the country type of style programs. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get that exposure until I started working in my career and I started traveling just everywhere. I went all over Asia, went all over Europe, and now you know. Um, traveling within America even is, is, is amazing because you can see a lot of different cities that you didn't even know, uh, how the, how the, the personalities are in those cities, mm-hmm. right? So you get All to know a charm. lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. And sometimes we are living in, um, we're living in one place and we're thinking our world or the world is like this when it's really, really, really different out there. And the fear really comes in. How do I tackle myself when I go to different environments? What if I don't fit in? What if, you know, I, um, I'm unable to explore it on my own and not be able to see everything I want to see in this time frame that I have this little time frame I have. So naturally those fears come up that's human nature and I think it's the only way to really overcome and conquer it is by facing it um I know when I'm traveling I try to take something that is challenging to me like I am I was very afraid of water and I did not want to ever do any water activities and I really, really made that a target that when I'm traveling to any place that has large bodies of water, I'm going to get into. <laughs> I love that. You're fear. taking your fear and just like head on. You're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm but make this fear not a home. fear. <laughs> It was very hard. It was very challenging. Like, you know, at the very last time, the, the, the last point when you're about to jump, you know, from the 
the cruise to the water, to the ocean, to snorkel or something, it's that, that your heart is beating extremely fast and you just don't know if you want to do it or not. And I think that's, that's a very close fear to when you're getting on a plane and you don't know what it's going to be at the other end because you're going there alone. And I think that leap of faith, you have so much power within you. That leap of faith really, really transfers over into something beautiful when you do take it. You'll feel so much, you will come out of it much stronger. And I think you're right. It is, it is something that's exciting to conquer because it is something that you're exploring about. You're, it's an adventure, you know, mm-hmm. and you only have one life. So you should, you should take that, you should take that leap of faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that you mentioned like your heart was beating, like maybe even the palms were sweaty and (laughs) that's, that's the exact moment where we're at that fork in the road where we can either choose. It's not even a fork in the road. It's just continuing going forward. We either can choose to stay exactly where we're at, where it's really comfortable. It's really pleasant or we mm-hmm. can take that leap. You know, for you, it was literally jumping off of a boat into water, taking that leap, just trusting that there's a reason there's a burning feeling inside of us that wants to do something. We wouldn't be given that burn for no reason. Yeah, that's very beautifully said. Yes, absolutely. I think that once you do it, you're like, wow, I did it. I can do more of it. I can do something different now. Out, you know, like you have, you have unleashed uh, a potential inside of you and you are able to really, you're, you're really able to see yourself doing something that you probably didn't think you could do. And when you're jumping that I'm just going to go along with what I was, what I was experiencing when I did jump and I landed in the water, I had a life jacket on. I knew at the end of the day, I'm not going to drown, but I also knew that it is going to enable me to probably maybe jump next time without the life jacket. That's what was Mm. going through my head when I came back up on the ship. So you push yourself and you know, okay, I conquered this. So what can I do next? And that's all about, uh, really giving yourself the opportunity to do more and, uh, you know, push yourself and drive yourself to do more. Oh, I love that. I like that because it's, it's like, it doesn't have to be just a one-off situation. It's just preparing us to, for it to continuously to sure, do it. So yeah. then it's not, that thing isn't, isn't scary anymore. We can expand and be expansive into something else. Absolutely. So how is, how is traveling and being able to experience different cultures and really make the active decision to go out of your comfort zone. How has that affected you as a female in business in your professional life? It's really helped me understanding people from different culture, understanding, uh, where, uh, you know, you specifically can contribute when you're going into a room full of various different people and build on that strength has been a very powerful thing for me. And I've seen that when I talk to other female, um, leaders and even entrepreneurs who have really ventured off and started businesses that interface with different cultures, they have said very similar, shared the same similar, uh, you know, experience. And I think that's mainly because when we, and I, I'm sure you can say this too, because you travel, you've seen so many different cultures and you also interface with so many different people that it uh, really comes down to connecting with uh, the main core values that every human being probably share. If you really understand these core values, we're able to connect with a lot, a lot more than just what we consider our environment. We're expanding our horizons to many different people and that we can bring into our business at the end of the day, because we're serving people, we're serving specific services that cater to 
to humanity. So if you know those core values, you can utilize that for your business growth, understanding yourself and where you provide in your business growth. And because in technology, it is so sometimes cut and dry, it's important for us to bring that human element. And when I talk to people, when I connect with them and I'm presenting various different, you know, strategies or technologies in front of the people, sometimes, you know, I get the most success when it's really not about the product or the services. It's about the people and the culture that I ended up listening to in, in last night's dinner, for example. So you don't, Realizing things you hear, um, you listen, and you experience with people can make a make an extremely invaluable uh, difference in in the way you do business with different cultures. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's being able to see, and also one thing that always well for me when I was traveling, I was teaching English, so I was with a lot of people that were not as privileged as I was. And it really made me realize how freaking privileged of a childhood I've had, how privileged of a life that I lived that I was just simply born into that I didn't really have to do anything to get. I just was born into it. And it really humbled me. And I'm so happy you brought up core motivating values. Cause like for me with my, with the women that I coach, that's the first thing that we do is identifying the core motivating values. Cause we got to figure out what motivates us when all of the feelings are stripped away. Because the truth is, most of the time, we're not going to feel like doing the work to achieve our goals. You know, we wait for like, right. I just want to be motivated. I just want to have like, I just want to feel like doing it. And that's only about like 15% of the time. The rest uh-huh. of the time, we're like pushing ourselves forward, even though we don't feel like it. <laughs> right. You're, you're right. And it, it is challenging sometimes to find the inspiration or motivate. But, you know, our brain responds to specific words. If we keep if you use positive and negative words to really push ourselves and say one, two, three, okay, I'm going to get up on three. And you tell yourself your body will react to that and you will get up and start doing something instead of procrastinating it. It's a mindset. And I think um, when you are, when you are having these core values that are specifically driving you, it enables you to do more. And I think between you and I, and like, you know, the people that we interact with and even our listeners right now, I think all of us have, have that drive. It's just about tapping into it and being able to, to utilize it in a way that we really, really are excited to, or we find meaningful. What are some of your core motivating values that, you know, help get you up in the morning and help keep you going? Yes, this is very important to me. I have tried to define and really find that purpose over the years. And I have come to one big thing, and that's really being able to help others, being able to make an impact that's very positive and makes a difference. And that specific difference really comes from me with technology and business and the way that I'm empowering people um, with, with specific technologies. And I can also see myself driving a business that's enabling people with opportunities to eventually come and even contribute in this business. And I think they both go hand in hand, but ultimately I really, really see empowering people, being able to help others and really make a positive impact is what gets me up and what gets me really, really excited about going into work and interacting with new people, new faces. And I think it really comes down to what my parents instilled with instilled in me when I was very young. They always told me to be a good person before any success or achievement. And when I started understanding what that really meant is really to focus on doing good for others. And when you start doing that, you start feeling uh, an, an amount of, like it's, a, it's almost 
incomprehensible to just put in words, but you feel a tremendous amount of joy and that really enables you to be successful and happy in your own life. Ooh, I love that. That's like totally music to my ears. I love hearing that it's, you know, and that's totally aligned with, you know, some of my core motivating values too, of what, what can I, what can I leave? What do I want my legacy to be? How can I impact the world? Um, I think that that's going to resonate with a lot of other people that are listening right now that they want whatever they do to be meaningful. I think that there's a reason why so many people say like, I just want to help other people. It's because that our truest nature really does want to connect and be a tribe and help other people and, and create something that could be even bigger than ourselves. Yeah. If you think about any memory where you felt a, felt like this un, uh, it's like, you can't even put it in words type of joy. It would probably be go back to something you experienced with someone, something that where you helped someone or they helped you and you felt a deeper connection to yourself and to others because of it. And if you can translate that into forms of a career path or things that we're doing on a daily basis, it doesn't even have to be anything that's, um, you know, uh, generating revenue or money. It, it, it's really coming down to core values of what you're doing. And I think sometimes we think too much about the money or making, making money or surviving as an instinct to, to move forward down a path. But if you focus on really creating a deeper value, do something meaningful, I think often the money and like your lifestyle is a consequence of it. Mm. Oh, like if we put money and the lifestyle at the forefront instead of helping people? Yeah, it doesn't really result to too much good because you're ultimately focused probably on the wrong value. Instead, if you think about how do I make a difference, how do I really add value to this uh, specific area that I'm targeting or cause I'm targeting, and you focus your energy and willpower in that, you're going to do so good that money or whatever your uh, the consequence of that will just follow. Um, mm. I really like that. It's kind of like letting money flow to you by, you know, an aftermath of the hard work that you're doing. And I think with a lot of people too, that it's, maybe this comes more natural to you, but being able to realize that you are worthy of making money and helping people. You can have both. You don't have to be poor just to do it. Yeah, I I couldn't. I think that's a really important, very uh, you know, frank conversation you have to have with yourself because you know it is true that we need specific capital to uh, you know make our lifestyles work. We need it to survive. I understand that. And sometimes when you're really, really just starting off on your own solo and you want to make uh, certain things happen. Capital sometimes is a blocker to to what you want to do. But if you really focus on how you can create value, I can promise you in the end run, all of the capital, all of the things that you're really looking or needing will be a consequence of it. And I've seen that in my life. I've definitely had my struggles and challenges when I was first starting out and I didn't know how to do certain things, how I would make ends meet in certain ways. But ultimately, when I when I focused my energy on, okay, I'm going to go into work and do this and I'm going to talk about this. This is my idea. This is what I'm going to implement and focus on the bigger vision of making it a positive impact in the business that I'm in, I saw that all the things that, that I really wanted uh, in, 
initially, like for example, I wanted a great title. I wanted a, I wanted influence. I wanted to have the ability to make the right compensation. All of those things just came naturally along with it because I, I got myself to a position where I showed that I had the capacity to do that. And so did you have to do like, is it like little by little steps of proving to yourself? Because I think for some people it takes, it's, it's a lot harder to have the confidence to share those ideas and to really own the fact that, you know, you can make a difference. I think some people struggle with just that first step and that confidence to do so. Right. Yeah, that was a constant conversation I had to do with myself. Even sometimes I would be, you know, the youngest person in the room with very, very experienced seniors. And I had to take, I had to take that leap of faith inside of myself again. You know, this is a fear that I had to conquer. Like, am I going to say this idea, which could be the, which could be perceived as the stupidest thing in the room or could be the smartest thing in the room. Right. (laughs) But I, I, I I literally started uh, debating with myself and I said, what do I have to lose? If I am going to say this idea, they, the only thing that can happen is they will not listen to it and they will not implement it, right? Mm. But at least I know I've shared it and this is something that I truly believe in. And when I started speaking up, I saw a huge change in my environment. I, I, got, uh, I got immediately um, the reaction that I, I didn't know what reaction I was expecting, but I got a very positive reaction. And from there, I started building on that. I got more confidence. I started pushing myself further. And that's kind of like a snowball effect, a butterfly effect, or all these effects that we talk about when it starts from something small and you know starts growing. And that's how I really, really... Uh, propelled myself to a higher, higher level in a very short amount of time because I believed in myself. And I, and I see a lot of young people have so many amazing ideas or they want to do something, but they feel like they're going to be blocked. But I'm telling you, if you have an idea or you have something really radical, you start sharing it, start telling people about it and see the reaction, you might be surprised what you find. And that could really push you forward to do more things. Mm, I love that. So I use the expression of showing up and that's it kind of what you're explaining, or that's exactly what you're explaining, is that you, you were able to prove to yourself little by little, little with that, that snowball effect that you do have value and you can offer it. And like you said, you were able to do it in a very fast uh, time frame because you are considered young for your uh, industry, right? I would say so. Yeah. I think everybody's running at their own pace. I think this is something that I'm working on individually is to be able to be a little bit more patient. I think we could always use a little more patience in our lives, but patience is something that works for you or works against you. If you're too patient and you're too complacent, you could get stuck and you can really get comfortable in a place which you may not actually find a tremendous amount of happiness in. So mm-hmm. I think pushing yourself and constantly reevaluating is good, but that does not mean you're constantly unsatisfied with what you are. I have definitely had uh, long conversations just with my family, with myself, you know, reflecting upon upon this, uh, this idea that we have to be at some place in a certain amount of time, especially because everything has been so fast paced with our generation. But it's, it's really important to also get things right when we are doing it, taking the time to really evaluate if we're doing it the way we want to do it. So we don't look back and have any regrets. Mm, And for, 
for for me, I love the I love the thing you're talking about showing up because I think that's being present, being really giving your hundred when you're walking in to anything, uh, giving your full heartedness into anything that you're interested in doing, whether it's relationships, whether it's your career, um, it's the next coffee you're going to have with your friend. Giving hundred really makes a difference. You feel more fulfilled at the end when you're walking away from it. Mm-hmm. And how do you? how do you like step back into that mindset and get back into the mindset of showing up and being fully present when you have all these things going on and you are traveling and you're like, yeah, I was in Israel yesterday, you know? And do you ever have a hard time being like grounded and like being present? I, I have really strong people around me. I think I have a strong support system of uh, people who will will never let me uh, think otherwise, you know, they are always (laughs) trying to balance me. They're like, Radhika, don't fly up, you know, outside of earth. You need to be grounded. You need to stay and be very present in what you are doing and be balanced. And I think I have a lot, I have to thank, you know, my family for that. And some of my closest friends for that, because it is, it is constant, check of your reality. It's very easy to get um, uh, sidetracked when you're traveling and you're having so many different environments. You feel like you're getting a lot done simply because you're getting on the plane and you're arriving in different cities and you're going and presenting, but you're not actually getting a ton of work done when you're doing this. For me specifically, that's in my it's in my uh, experience, but you really have to be disciplined to to be present, focused, even in during airports when there's delays in your flights and your schedule is a little bit messed up, you still have to be present and not let little things impact you. Uh, I know you say this a lot. Things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. And I think that I love because that's exactly the, the, the way I look at things when I'm traveling because sometimes things really don't go the way they way you planned and you have to be able to be flexible and you have to realize that this is all happening for a greater purpose whatever mm-hmm. it is to teach you a discipline to teach you flexibility to, to test your patience whatever it is it's going to ultimately be for the best and you have to believe in that and when you do I find a ton of uh, just a lot more peace in myself as I'm doing different things Yeah. It's like, take, yes, 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 yes. Especially like I've been in so many airports where, you know, a flight's delayed this or that, or I'm not able to connect to the internet the way I wanted to. And realizing if this is not in my control, I'm not going to give all my energy into it. Like whatever I can control, great. But if I can't control it, I have to go with the flow. And that's, that's totally plays into work as well. And travel professional life, it's all connected. Like nothing's ever just a one-off situation. And I really like that you mentioned that you have a strong support system and how like they help keep you in being like the highest version of yourself that you want to be. And you guys hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And so I think just, you know, for all of you guys listening and just put another, putting another emphasis on that, make sure that you are aware of, I like to call it your tribe of who your tribe is. Is your tribe encouraging you and lifting you up to be the best you can be? Or is your tribe actually bringing it down and, and it's kind of like an anchor. So yeah, that's very important. I think having the right circle of people around you is so important. I didn't realize how important it was until, you know, uh, post my college. I wish, I wish I knew that earlier. That's something I tell a lot of young people, extremely, extremely important to have the 
right circle of people. Find people who have certain strengths that may may not be your biggest strengths, may may have certain areas what you look up to, or just makes you feel really good about your about yourself, or you make them feel good about themselves. Like it's a it's a mutual thing, not just one sided uh, friendship where mm. you're giving a lot and they're taking. So there's got to be people who charge your battery and will make you feel like you can conquer anything. Yeah. Have you ever had experience where you realized that there are people in your life that were depleting you, not lifting you up and you had to like take a step back or different boundaries to put yourself first? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's where, uh, I, that's when I started realizing how important it is to have really good people around you. And when you do start to notice, it's very easy. You have instincts, you have conscience. Every one of us have that. So when you have people that are actually taking away from you than actually building you up, you'll know that from your gut instincts. There's sometimes we just try to still work in those relationships and try to make them better. But it's often uh, that realization that might be a little too late where you realize you gave them a lot and you never really got anything out of it it's like in a positive way and you have to be able to let go and cut that that negativity out of your life because it's ultimately bringing you down and it's not going to ever get better so while it's very sad it's also something that we have to consciously decide how we want to spend our time who's worth our time and how we value ourselves because you talk about self-worth I think at the end of the day it's understanding your self-value because you deserve to have the best around your, around your environment, because Mm -hmm. that's the only way you can grow. Yes, absolutely. It's, and that's something that I, you know, I struggled with, with relationships was realizing that I was going to help other people and lift them up. Cause you know, that's the part of us that wants to help other people and wants to make a career out of helping other people, but we can't be constantly helping other people at, you know, at the, when we're the ones being dragged down in order to do so. It's like, there has to be a balance. Like, yes, you can be able to help people, but you can't make that every single relationship around you is just needing you, but you aren't needing yourself in a way, if that makes sense. That's kind of, yeah. You don't want to, you want to, you don't want to have the, the, the cost of losing yourself in the process. Right. That's a, mm-hmm. uh, that's absolutely right. I think when I say, and you say help others, we really are talking about collectively building a community of people that are supported, that feel uh, self-sustainable. We want to empower people to be on their own feet and independent and feel like they can conquer what they want to. And I think those are the best relationships when people build each other up, whether you're talking romantic or friendship or even like partnerships and businesses, we want to mutually help each other. And I think that is the core value that motivates me. And I, I see that the people around me that I'm affiliating myself with or hanging out with or spending time with really is around that same core value. We ultimately feel happy for each other when something good happens for um, any one of us. And mm-hmm. we don't necessarily want to take away from that because we see a lot of negativity where people are, are you know, either having some sort of hatred towards your success or they're jealous of it. And there's an animosity aspect, even though they claim and show a tremendous amount of positivity on the surface level, you really have to dig deeper and see if this really, if this is really the case, if this person is truly happy, because that negativity can really hurt you in the long run. If there is some sort of, you know, animosity between the people you are associating with versus um, who you should be. 
Yeah. Ooh, I'm glad you brought up the haters. You know, we're always going to have haters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> any successful person has haters. We know that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love, I love all my haters. Like the haters are the people that they won't like a single thing, but they see every single thing that you post. They see all the things that you're doing and they're just confused admirers. They haven't been able to, you know, let that ego down to be like, whoa, I'm, I'm angry and hateful and jealous because there's something within you that I want. And so it's like, if you experience that where you like, and I'm speaking to you guys as an audience listening, if you are finding yourself just really jealous or getting really like pent up anger, when you see someone else living their dream life, get rid of the ego and the fear of like being angry about it and simply send them a message and see how you can get closer to having that for yourself. Cause whenever we're jealous, we just, see something within other people that we want for ourselves. That was so good. That was so well said. Yeah, I, I love that. I think if you are if you are feeling that way, it's it's natural sometimes to to want what others have, what you probably dreamt up, but you can have it too. It's just a matter. The world is big enough for everyone to be to be excited and motivated. The only thing is that when you are doing that, you are actually taking away from yourself. You're stopping yourself from getting to the to to unleashing your ultimate power, which is to enable you that will get you where you want to be. And I think the difference the difference between the people that I've met that have helped me versus take away from me are that the people that helped me have agreed to be on my journey uh, in the path to where I want to be. It's not like anyone, anyone cannot deter anyone from their path to where they want to be. They can either choose to be part of that journey or they can choose to uh, hate from afar. But if you decide to be a part of someone's journey, just know that you'll make a tremendous difference and they, it will come around. It's a full circle. There's people who have said no to me over and over again when I've reached out. There are people who ignored me, but there have also been people that have reached out and agreed to meet with me and, and helped me tremendously and that I will never forget. Those people knew and saw something in me and I'm sure there's going to be people like that in your environment who are going to see something in you who are not going to see something in you. And those who do see something in you really keep them close because they believe in you, they're pushing you forward. And those who didn't, they will always, they, they won't they will never really make an impact in your life in, in ways that will take away from it or even add to it. They, they, they should not be deterring you ultimately mm, is, is yeah. the message. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Cause it's, you know, some people are going to join the ride and some people aren't, but we get to love ourselves through it. We get to keep yes. our head high and like stay confident because not everyone's journey is meant for everyone. You know, like we all are, have our own paths and that's okay. Right. And I like that you mentioned that you, that, you know, you reached out to people and you did get turned down and you didn't, you didn't stop. I think a lot of people get one rejection and they just stop. Yeah. The, the thing is, I, I love this, this, I don't know who said this, but they say, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, mm. if you have to, you have to reach out, you have to go outside your comfort zone. But the, just remember the only thing that they can say is either no or like, turn you down. But that no or turning you down doesn't really d deter you from what you're trying to get because there will be others who might say yes and who do say yes are the ones that you that really matters in this scenario. There's plenty of people in the world and there's got to be people that are going to be there to support you. Oh, so good. Uh, Radhika, how, or I'm sorry, I keep, I'm saying your name wrong. I know, Radhika. Um, yeah, you're saying it right. Okay, cool, cool. Just want to make sure because you deserve <laughs> for people to say your name right. Um, 
how can people get in contact with you if like they do want to reach out to you or they do want to um, like maybe ask questions? How can they get in contact with you? Absolutely. You can definitely contact me. I can give you my email address. If you're really interested, you can add me on LinkedIn, Radhika Mitra. Um, and you can also reach out to me through my Instagram. Uh, I'm Radhika Mitra. So Kelsey, maybe we can set up some way for them to get in touch. But if you are, a, if you have any questions or you want, you're interested in technology, you have interest in growing, in technology, um, if you're female wanting to get into tech or interested in leadership in tech, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to talk to all of you and listen to you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I'm going to put it in the show notes and so information on how to find her. So again, you are listening to Joyfully You. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. And Radhika, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kelsey. This was wonderful. you guys have enjoyed this episode of joyfully you feel free to comment like share rate review give me some loving all right guys i'll talk to you later catch you on the next episode yeah, 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 yeah.